Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everybody out in the DC Universe. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 38. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading over to batmanpodcastnetwork.com. I am your co-host from the home state of the situation. I am a senior contributor for Batman on Film. I'm Peter M. Vera, or Peter R. Vera, depending on who you talk to. Today we're recording on April 10th, 2021. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I would like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that you take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, we will send you a special prize pack. Um... Last month's winner did not uh, reach out to us after we uh, read his review and put it all over social media. So uh, we're going to ca- uh, carry over that uh, prize pack of um, Black Label Joker Killer Smile. I think that's the name of the book. Uh, it's a Black Label three uh, story issue, uh, three issue story. And uh, so that's the main gift. Um, uh, today's going to be uh, a little bit different of a show today. We have a guest co-host. That's right. We're going to the bullpen. And our guest is the host of the Batman Book Club, a fellow Batman on film contributor, the wizard of Wacker Drive, the man who stole Mera from Aquaman and Atlantis. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ryan Z. Lauer. <laughs> uh, thank you, Peter. That's quite an introduction. There's a lot of stuff to, to touch on there in, in that intro. And first off, you'd like to throw the wizard stuff around. And of course, I'd like to, to um, brag about my my terms i learned at hogwarts but you're a muggle so you wouldn't understand any of that i I've, you, you don't know, even know I've what i just it. said do you i've seen like 15 <laughs> minutes of harry potter and i could care less all right, all right. <laughs> it's like uh, i don't care about these kids riding on broomsticks we'll we'll focus on the mirror stealing then um yes that's that's fully true i pulled an orm i i stole her um but happy to be here uh to fill in the big the I big, the big uh, water even... shoes of eric holzman yeah, uh, you know Eric is MIA. I think he's been grundied again, so <laughs> we'll have to we have to put out the uh, the uh, the search party for Eric. I actually, Ryan, I didn't even mention that you're the only man in the history of the Wiener Circle to order the vanilla shake. So that's also quite the accomplishment, <laughs> and uh, it's almost unheard of. So it's right. it's a great it's a place. Chicago legend. It's a great place. Uh, a good show for a good price. So yeah, get to the yeah. Wiener Circle. It's, uh, you know, if you've ever heard it, you remember, was it in Pulp Fiction, that $5 shake? It's the equivalent of that. <laughs> right? I think it's $5. $5 shake um, in Chicago is a pretty good deal. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 20 at the circle, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've got a great bunch of topics, so let's, uh, I mean, let's just dive right into it. Um, Hans Zimmer, one of our favorite composers for some of our favorite movies, is uh, taking on a, a new venture here. Um, and it's, uh, it's not film related at all, really. Um, the Chinese smartphone maker Oppo has unveiled its latest phone and it features two new ringtones created by Hans Zimmer. Um, 
The new sounds include two warm ringtones, a gentle alarm, and a phone activation sound, as well as a, quote, a wide range of energizing texts and notification alerts. The intent, the company says, was for Zimmer to simply, uh, for Zimmer's simple yet epic uh, warm tones to inspire optimistic and uh, joyful alerts. So, uh, Ryan, just what do you think about this? uh, about Han right now doing uh, phone stuff. <laughs> well, you're funny in how you'd sent me the, you know, you gave me the heads up of here's like the rundown of the show. And that's what you were leading off with. Mm. And I'm like, where the hell one did this come from? And where did, how did you come across it? And uh, this was, it's not in variety. Like, how did I come across it? It's, <laughs> it's in a trade. <laughs> uh, way to go variety. Um, but yeah, like you said, Hans Zimmer, one of my like favorite composers, love his music. And no, it's not just right? because of Batman, but sure, that's a huge part of it. Uh, but yeah, he's I mean, the, it's my part of it. <laughs> the guy, the guy's, the guy's fantastic. So yeah, sure, why not dip into, dip into the the phone biz? But I think I they gave a sample of the track, and I'm like, man, this does yeah. not this does not sound like a ringer. This sounds like I'm I'm being taken into like into Atlantis or something, you know, like the, the rising music. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. this is not going to make me answer the phone. If I'm sleeping and this goes off, dude, I'm just going to dive deeper into dreamland. I'm not going to wake up. It's not what it's calling me. So, but I mean, uh, yeah, the, the sample track is called colorful future. It's on YouTube. And uh, you're right. It had that kind of like operatic. Yeah. Entrance theme, wonder. Like there's wonder yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And I was sitting there, like after reading the article, like this is gentle and warm. I like, this. <laughs> you know. And yeah. it's, I was like, Hans, I was, like, I was like, I use my alarm for my phone is actually the the default iPhone alarm, and it's you know it's basically like you know DefCon one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's coming to. Like, so so it's like, my, how is this alarm going to wake you up? And you know? and then my phone, my ringer is actually like sounds like a phone ring because it's just kind of like I feel like those are supposed to be that you have an alarm for a reason you have a ringer yeah, for a reason it's supposed to be an unpleasant sound i mean back when we could first get uh music like ringtones on our phones and i'll listen it's like sometimes i just let it play and i just keep rapping eminem and shit and then it's like oh whoops uh well i gotta answer it's that. also like we've come we've come so far like it used to be just like do 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 you know like you that would be like your super mario ringtone and then at one point they just started cutting clips of actual songs and now Zimmer's just making tracks specifically for phones. And now you're just supposed so to let – your phone goes off and you're just supposed to levitate. Yeah. Ah. And the funny thing is, to be honest, I don't even use ringtones. Like my phone's on vibrate all the time. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I think – I actually feel like people who use ringtones are annoying. It's I'm like, yo, like, what is wrong with you? Just like if you if you want to – you know, you're because right now like everyone's always on their phone. So if, if someone ignores you, it's because they're ignoring you. It's not because they missed your call. Like, let's be brutally honest. Yeah. Someone's always on social media or checking their email or whatever. So if, if someone doesn't respond back to you, they just don't want to talk to you. And it, like, so I'm like, you don't need a ringtone. Your phone's always in your pocket. It's always in your hand. It's always within reaching uh, reaching distance. So well, I'm a vibrant only guy. <laughs> so I don't think I'll be buying Hans ringtone, <laughs> even if I buy this phone. I don't think I will either, but I hope that Eric doesn't listen to this because I keep telling him I'm missing his phone call. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, sorry, Eric. That's funny. I keep missing your phone you know, call. I apologize. The, the, the only times I ever actually don't respond to you guys is when I'm at work. That's like, because usually I'm always sending you some kind of zaddy related material of whatever <laughs> the cult's up to, like oh, yeah. whether they're making fake graphs or not. I'm like, guys, you check this out yet? <laughs> you know, so if, I, if it goes like 45 minutes to an hour where you haven't heard from me, I'm probably at work. Yeah. That's how it is. So, but uh, yeah, yeah Hans Zimmer ringtones. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. I was like, this is comic book related. It's so far out there. Yeah. I, I don't know if anyone's going to cover this on any other podcast. So just there you go. Now you know. Hans Zimmer, he's entered the phone game. Hey, as a freelance employee, you never know where your next gig's <laughs> coming in. So you got to take the gigs where they can come. Yeah. Good uh, for him. He probably right. got a nice paycheck from it too, I'd imagine. So I should, that guy, I mean, he's probably, he's definitely not hurting for cash, no. you know? Especially with uh, he's he's got a bunch of other films coming up. He's got I think he's got oh man, what was his movies? He just uh, he just did Wonder Woman and uh, was that was out in December. And I'm trying to think. He, I think he's doing James Bond. Uh, he's doing the Top Gun movie and he's doing Dune. So man, you know it must be it must be nice to just <laughs> nice to be movies. Hans. Yep. Ah, yeah. It must be. It must be. All right. Next topic. Uh, Collider was reporting that uh, Disneyland has announced that Avengers Campus, a new Marvel-themed portion of the park, will be opening on June 4th. Uh, the main area is called World Engineering Brigade, known as Web. It will feature Web Slingers, a, uh, I said Marvel, a Spider-Man adventure in which Tom Holland reprises his role as Spider-Man in a ride that puts your web-slinging skills to a test. It will also feature Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Mission Breakout, which... Uh, um, riders will be able to participate with Rocket and uh, save the Guardians from the Collector's Fortress. Uh, it will also feature an Ant-Man themed uh, kitchen area for food, which will serve uh, let's see, uh, what, uh, uh, Pim Eenies. Yeah. <laughs> you also uh, be able to check out um, large meatballs <laughs> with pasta, so I imagine it's going to kind of be like a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids from back in the day. And uh, let's see, you can also check out Dr. Strange's uh, Sanctum. So you, you're, you're a big theme park guy. Uh, when the world restores back to order and uh, you can go check out theme parks, is this something that's going to be on your list? Well, Mira and I have been to Disney World uh, like three times together. I've never been this to Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah, I've never this been to Kowalski territory, bro. It, it is. So I've, I've never been to the Kowalski area, but this looks this looks cool. The one thing that would make me a little sad is that their first image uh the, the it looks like the guardians ride they um they redid the tower of terror which is a personal percent agree with you that's the that's first a, thing that popped in my head that's a favorite of ours the tower of terror is awesome so if they got rid mm-hmm. of that disneyland it's like oh that's such a bummer but i mean things change but i mean it's about time things that change. they that they <laughs> that they capitalize on on the Marvel universe, you know, what a huge draw this is going to be. And this is coming off the heels of the star Wars uh, universe mm-hmm, that they, mm-hmm. they launched, launched recently too. So, I mean, Disneyland is going to be the way to the place to go, but in a pandemic, t- you know, during a pandemic and you're trying to have a limited, cause they're just reopening too this month and to try and limit the amount of people coming in. And then you've got this coming up. It's like, Ooh, that's going to be, that's going to yeah. be tough to maintain the amount of people wanting to go to everything. Avengers. It's it's interesting too because like I've always like I mean I, I'm in Jersey obviously and we have Six Flags so mm-hmm. they have tons of Warner Brothers and DC related uh, characters and rides and stuff and it's cool and finally it's weird how you know Disney's like all right we're gonna catch up here you know like yeah. it, I feel like they should have uh, been on the ball here but the the Spider Man stuff sounds cool but 
the Ant-Man, like, where you're, it's like, I mentioned how, like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids yeah. from back in the day. Like, that was always cool because everything was so big. And it literally was like, it literally puts you in Rick Moranis' shoes where you're you're the tiny thing and there's the big blades of grass and the big ants. And I think that's going to be so cool. Just like, you know, I was like, oh, wow, there's going to be a giant meatball there. <laughs> it's like the, the whopping me. It's just kind of like, whoa, that's really interesting. That's really, it wasn't Spider-Man. It wasn't, it wasn't Doctor Strange. It wasn't Guardians. It was the giant meatball that sold me on this amusement park. So, so in addition to the PIM test kitchen, there was also the PIM tasting lab, which had cocktail experiments and oversized beers. Which and, is right up yes. at Sally. He's, like, <laughs> he's going to get his, what is it? His hammer stone or whatever that giant mug is called. Gimme, gimme. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think, Something that this kind of also reminds me of is down in Universal in Orlando, they have a whole Marvel section, but it's like the cart, it's the comic books from and stuff from like the 90s animated universe too. And they have a. How does Universal have those rights? I guess they're just grandfathered. I I don't know. I think it was just, it was pre, there's a reason that it's not MCU. Pre Disney? It's not, yeah, it's not MCU. uh, It's not MCU based. So one of the rides. So it's real Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, it's the '90s cartoon Spider-Man. There's a whole. That's awesome. You go into the the bugle, and they've got like real like sets and stuff built for as in the line as you make your way through, and then it's like a no three way. it's a three D ride that takes you through, and Spider-Man fights you know the Sinister Six and everything. That's freaking amazing, and it looks it looks like that's still active. Oh yeah, yeah, it's awesome, dude. That that ride is oh, it's so much fun. But it, it's definitely out of that '90s cartoon. But then there's and also that's in Florida. Yeah, that's in Orlando. And then they've got a okay. Doctor Doom ride and they've got characters. Uh, they got like a Wolverine looking straight out of the X-Men cartoon from the 90s walking around. And I flexed, wow, with, so cool. I flexed with him in a picture. I looked impressive, but uh, <laughs> it was it, uh, that just kind of reminded me of that. So that's a way to kind of I don't know if the Universal out in California has that, too. But this can help like differentiate Disneyland and Disney World a little bit more. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I think it's a winning like it's a. People that aren't into the MCU, even like theme parks are awesome. And when they go into yeah, deep totally. detail, like they're going to have shawarma available. Dude, I, yes. like, I, I like shawarma. Uh, I, like good, I like good shawarma. That's one of my favorite parts about Avengers. And that's such a, a detail that people uh, that people will respect. You know, that, that's kind of how Disney does it at their parks, too. They go detailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I just think that's a it's a really cool looking experience. And I hope whoever gets to be the first to, to try it out. Um, it's and it's I as great as we'd expect. I haven't been to a Disney theme park in like decades. Ah, to be hey, honest with you, Peter, get on it. I, I, it's been so long. I oh man, I think the last time, honestly, the last time I was at Disney, I was like six years old. Well, maybe, maybe, but I go to Six Flags like yearly. Well, I used to back in the day when it we, was open. Maybe we can do a, <laughs> a, a one-hour video special where SOG and the BBC go to Disney World. I'm not recording that. I just want to have fun. I don't have any responsibility. Like, I'm not going to do that. I just, I want to ride rides. You know? I just eat. Yeah. Just, just eat. I want to eat my shawarma and be happy. So, but this is exciting. I mean, I, I just, I just like the exposure that the characters are getting to be brutally honest. Like yeah. the more the merrier for me. Like I, I'm just, I'm so happy that, you know, it's come down. Um, to the point where you know the characters are just so malleable that now they're it's just there there's no limit to what you can try to market and try to use them for yeah you know it's it's really impressive that now like guardians of the galaxy has their own yeah like it's crazy (laughs) i i I can't believe we have reached that point in the 
Ah oh, man, and the like, is this still the golden age? You know, like I feel like we've been in the golden age for so long. I think we've got to be beyond that. The golden age is. I mean, man, I don't know. Maybe Avengers started the golden age because that really kicked things up another notch. I, I still think it's 08, man. Like Dark Knight and Iron Man really kicked all this stuff off, and it, it just hasn't stopped since then, in my opinion. True. And you got some blips on the radar. You've you've got Green Lantern and stuff, but you know. It, it happens, you know, far from home. I'll throw that in there. I will never relent on that. <laughs> uh, next topic, Space Jam 2 dropped a trailer this week. Oh, boy. Um, Space Jam 1 is, I mean, Lauer, you, I think you're with me on this classic film growing up. Loved every minute of it. Yeah. Um, I got no problem with Lola. She's amazing. I love her in the movie. I love Bugs. I love Daffy. I, I love all of them. Um, I got to say here, I'm not feeling this man. Like this trailer I was watching, like, I just don't really hold like the whole premise of the idea. And I don't think LeBron is a good actor, especially compared to MJ. I mean, I, I, I just, my favorite parts of this trailer were the Lola tribute to D Wade and granny going old school. Like outside of that, I was like, you know, and you know, I've seen the stills and I know the penguins in the background and both versions, Burgess and DeVito. I, I know Nicholson's uh, Joker's in there as well. Uh, so that'll be cool. I mean, I'll check the movie out because like I love Looney Tunes. I love Bugs Bunny and company. So I'll give them a shot. But like trailer, like, I'm not sold on this. I'm actually kind of weary. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm maybe a little bit more the positive than you, but not by much. The trailer mm-hmm. to me was like, oh, it is what it is. Um, it's an updated version of the 90s movie. Um, I, I too, don't think that LeBron James is really – he's an athlete that they're throwing in front of a camera to read lines. And it's very it middle shows, of the – yeah, I think it, it it definitely shows. And it's the, the whole plot of fitting him into the – everything, I mean, it's just – it's almost like what we can – expect to i'm gonna be there for the looney the looney tunes and then when we were teased yeah. with uh with this movie last year i think it had come out that like they were opening up all of the warner archives for space jam it's not just looney tunes they're gonna dip into scooby-doo and have yeah. thundercats and i don't know yeah. king like, kong is in the trailer king, the mystery machine was in the trailer yep and then like you said the peng- penguins and joker and stuff that kind of stuff is gonna that's where i'm gonna nerd out a little bit of just like yeah. freeze framing and be like, oh, who, who, who? And not, I'm not going to care about LeBron. Give me the the Tune Squad, uh, right, in the game and all that. But I'll say that I'm really glad that it's going to be on HBO Max because that one I wouldn't see in theaters. And so, I think I'm with you on that. It's it, it's just going to be so much easier of like, hey, it's on HBO Max. Sure, let's watch something like Art. Like Mira and I did. We were wanting to see Tom and Jerry because it's Tom and Jerry. And then we watched that. Yeah. And that would have been it. a like. I don't know that we would have seen that in theaters. And then we went to HBO max and it was like, and we really enjoyed it. Had a great time with it. And it's like, sweet. And we didn't have to go to a theater for it. So hopefully Casey this is hype that movie up for me. I was so hyped. For <laughs> um, this will be next just, to the same thing. Know. Hopefully, I was watching the trailer and I'm just like, so wait, LeBron's got like an entire server area in the basement of his house. It was like, it was different from the first one. They had to kidnap Michael to play. Like yeah. you know, it, it just, it, this one seems, and look, I'm a dude who, loves you know guys who jump off buildings with towels around their necks and their underwear outside their pants so like, <laughs> let me just say this it just seems too far-fetched for me you know and just 
I'm sitting there, I'm watching Space, I'm watching the old Space Jam. Like Michael's a good actor. You're like, I, I, he's, he's for good for an athlete. Like LeBron is still like that would be me acting. You know, yeah. I think LeBron's a bad actor. I'm a bad actor. So like, I thought, I thought Michael pulled it off effortlessly. And look, I defend LeBron. I, I, I compare him to Michael all the time. My friends, Mike. My friends, uh, Mike Magaletta, he, he hates LeBron. He's a LeBron hater. My brother's a LeBron hater. I defend LeBron as much as I can. I love him. I never root against him. I won't root for this movie to fail, but I just I just don't think it's any good. I love LBJ. I've never rooted against LeBron for a finals, so it, I'm not going to start rooting against him here. To me, I want it to be successful just so that we can make sure that the Looney Tunes stay in the pop culture zeitgeist. Uh, I'm with that. When yeah. when HBO Max launched last year and they had Looney Tunes episodes, new Looney Tunes that came down, God, they were they were fantastic. I don't know if you watched them. They were. I've been watching the old ones. The these new ones that they just came up with, like good, they yeah, they look they look really good. They definitely respect the how the how the animation and how the characters looked before. And so there's you know there's a generation now that I think you could probably could say that like they they don't really know who the Looney Tunes are, and so. Right. For me, it's like, right. and Warner Brothers can just keep it as a way to keep pumping up. Like, let's make sure we have Scooby Doo popping up here, Flintstones popping up. Let's get the Thundercats no, popping up before before and that movie comes. LeBron. So, like, yeah. it makes total sense that it's like, who else would it be? LeBron is the most popular athlete in the world. Yeah, like I I can't argue with the fact that you're doing a Space Jam movie. Right, and you pick LeBron James. Like, who would you pick? So it's There's no like, other option. I root for it for every single reason except for LeBron. And that's not because LeBron's I'm a hater either. I don't think I'm going to enjoy the movie. <laughs> and I feel bad because I love LeBron, but I- I'll give it a shot. Yeah, um, I'm not trying to. I got to say on. this: when when they go for the transition from animation to like real life, mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny looks phenomenal. Yeah, right. I think like that when they gave cool. Bugs that real life look, and all, I, and I've said this before, and I said this about Kong Godzilla. We'll get to it in a little bit later. How can they make Bugs Bunny look amazing and then screw up Superman's face in Justice League? Like, how does that make sense? Like, I was, I was like, oh man, I'm sure it's just the time crunch. They should have animated a really bad mustache on Bugs Bunny. Just do like, <laughs> just do a reverse. They should have on it themselves just yeah. to say like, yeah, hey, look, sure. we got a sense of humor. <laughs> uh, but all right. Yeah. Oh, uh, you got final words on Space Jam? Uh, I will watch it, and I hope the Looney Tunes are excellent. Yeah, I'm going to watch go. it. I hope I'm hoping for a good Daffy Duck scene. I love Daffy. He's very underrated. Uh, you know, Bugs obviously is numero uno. <laughs> and Daffy's quite jealous, but I do enjoy me some Daffy Duck. Maybe they can come up and they can they can promote that WB shop, you know? Get your Warner Brothers ball cap. Oh god, I miss those days. I miss I miss those that days. VHS tape. I miss it. I know I can just go to YouTube and watch it, but it's so much different than putting in that VHS tape and you watch that or you watch Diet Coke commercial, then you watch mm-hmm. that, and then you watch 89. Oh, my God. Yep, yep. Those are the days, That was our Peter. childhood. That was. Kids today, oh, God. You kids. You, you kids don't even know. Saturday. What did you, you do all day? Physical I watched medium, ba- know how to- I watched Batman, then I watched Batman Returns, and then I watched you Batman know, again. You don't know struggle until you had to rewind the movie, <laughs> right? In the VCR. Like you didn't get a movie from Blockbuster that wasn't rewound. <laughs> Yeah, and then you had to rewind it and then watch it. It took you know so how long, long that five minutes was. Oh, God, it was forever. It was forever. Oh man, please! Was it "Be Kind, Rewind" on yeah. every box? Yeah, "Be Kind, Rewind." Come on, uh, slogans that have long, long died. <laughs> uh, this next topic is near and dear to Ryan's heart. Oh, it baby! Is his oh my God, most favorite Batman story of all time. It recently won. His Batman Bat Madness tournament from March. Shout out to Carlos. I know you were one of the winners there. I love you, my Canadian brother. 
Uh, the Long Halloween is finally getting the animated adaptation. It will be released on June 20, at least part one will be released on June 22nd, 2021. $30 US, $40 Canadian. Part one will be available on 4K Ultra HD and a combo pack at a later date in 2022 that will combine part one and part two. Uh, the features will include uh, a new DC showcase, The Losers, a sneak peek at the next DC Universe movie, and two episodes of Batman, the animated series, Christmas with the Joker, and it's never too late. But that's not all. Not only do you get the 411, we got a trailer. And I'm going to hand this over to Ryan. I want him to lead the way here. How did you feel about the trailer for The Long Halloween Part 1? Dude, I dug the trailer. Uh, I dug it. I liked, mm. the, I liked the the way that they shifted about halfway through the trailer of like, they were using like sound effects as a beat uh, for that mm-hmm. front half as they were moving along. And then they upped it with a little bit more dramatic music and such. But I think... Instantly what stuck out to me is this is the new animation style for DC, these DC animated movies. I think soul of the dragon, Batman, soul of the dragon. The last one was its own thing, but the, the upcoming justice society movie, the animation looks like the Superman. It's got the Archer feel to it. Yes. Archer. And then this, the long Halloween looks like it's going to match uh, the JSA and Superman movies too, which that's fine with me. Cause I do, I do like that animation, how it looks. However, it's, it's, it is a little of kind of like, huh? Yeah. I guess I wish that they could have been a little bit more unique with their animation to match Tim sale somehow a little bit more, mm-hmm. or maybe, maybe give Batman like longer ears on the cowl as a respect to, yeah. to that. And maybe like a longer cape or something minor freaking nitpicks because everything else I thought looked, looked cool. I thought Jensen Ackles as Batman, not gonna lie, I love the guy. I loved him on Supernatural. I loved him voicing in uh, Under the Red Hood. Um, of course, one of our a remake we watch, uh, My Bloody Valentine. He was fun in that. Uh, I, I love the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the guy, and I kind of feel like he just is Jensen Ackles though in different in different roles. He just he's himself in these roles, and so for him to voice Batman, it's kind of like, hmm, I don't know. And his Batman voice out the gate, I dug it. I really liked it. I thought, man, that sounds pretty good. Um, but the the trailer all around, I, I like the cast of characters. They have the the cast themselves, I think, seems pretty cool and credible. And um, I'm really stoked that digital and disc are coming out the same day because that's going to save me $20. Because you know, as soon as digital was available, I wasn't going to wait another three freaking weeks to uh, to watch it when the disc comes out. And I have to buy the disc. And, and I, so I would have just forked over the money for digital. But the fact it's all coming out at the same time, it's like, oh, yes. So I'm stoked, Peter. Now, before I get into my thoughts, I want to ask you something. All right, I'll answer. How how faithful is this movie going to be to the book? Or is this going to be is this going to be kind of a Batman year one experience? Or is this going to be a hush experience where they sl- adapt it and they change it a bit? Do you think this is going to be a page for page? What's going on? This here? will not be a pay. I I have no scoops. This is just opinion. I do not. Got, no, 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 You got all the scoops. I got all the scoops. Okay. You're like Baskin Robbins. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be Batman Year One. It will be closer to Hush. I think it's going to be inspired by. I mm-hmm. I just don't think they're going to do panel shot for shot. Um, because I think the everybody says that the long Halloween is so long. Um, no pun intended. Of like they couldn't. You you could adapt that movie in two and a half hours because some of those books 
read really fast. Like some of those How chapters, issues long Halloween? it's 13 issues, but the first and 13th issue are like double issues. So I think in the long run, it, it equates out to like 15 issues total. But there are some, I, like, I, I don't know, like April Fool's. They might be Superman fans. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the April Fool's chapter is is a fast read. Some of these are just like really fast chapters. So I think they could adapt the whole thing over these two parts for like the two and a half hours. But for this one. I never read that story and thought it was long. No, me it's neither. A, I never, never once. Um, three, three sittings for me tops to read the whole thing, maybe. Um, but I, I just feel like it's going to be a little bit more inspired by, and it will be interesting to see if they do anything with the holiday killer. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, we're going to see expecting some twist there. Yeah. That's why I expect like the hush twist. I'm with you. I, I, I think it'll be an adaptation. I don't think it's going to be a panel for panel page for page experience. Um, I do like the animation style. I got no problems with it, but you know, I'm a, I'm a Tim sale fan. So it does bum me out that they're not a little bit more faithful. Like, you know, and some people don't really like Batman Superman apocalypse, but the fact that they mirrored Michael Turner's artwork, rest in peace. So well is, and you know, Michael Turner's Turner and sale Turner sale. Adams are like my three favorite artists. So it's like, you know, to, to, to get that Michael Turner inspired artwork really well, hits me. His, in art and I love his, it. his art also, it's like, that's the atmosphere of the story. It's a noir yeah. story. And that's the atmosphere that just, like, man, the long Halloween is not the long Halloween without sales art. So it's like you're removing that the crazy l- Joker grin, man. Yeah, Whew. you're you're removing Tim Sales art. OK, are you going to match it in the atmosphere and the noir influence and everything? I really hope so, because otherwise, to me, it's like this isn't necessarily the long Halloween. I can take inspired by it and I'm a OK with that. So this is going to be different from the book. Hell yeah. Just make sure that it's good. But also, like, you definitely yeah. want to make sure that this does kind of feel like the long Halloween because hush was inspired by, but the whole Tommy Elliott part just seemed like complete waste to where it was a little like, ah, I kind of wish you had a little bit more to do with Tommy yeah. for this because that's what the story is known for. But, but I appreciated how I didn't know what was going on to an extent, right? Yep. Like it was kind of a surprise. Yeah. So. That too. So, um, uh, Ackles Batman voice, it didn't really resonate with me, especially that's that scene in the trailer where he's with cat. Like, it was like, that sounds like a bad bail. <laughs> But there are other scenes where like, okay, it's good. So I guess throughout the course of the film or the two parts, I can enjoy it. Um, Naya Rivera, I, I, you know, rest in peace, loved her in uh, interpretation of Catwoman. I thought that was really, I was like, oh, wow, this is, I like this voice. Like, this is great. Like, I'm sad I can't get more of it, but I'm happy that she was able to record. Yeah. Um, Josh Dunnell. Uh, how do you say his name? Dunham? Duhamel. Josh Duhamel. Duhamel. There you go. See, that, that's a That's an interesting right po- uh, pick for Gordon. I just, I like that guy. Because he no, was. was Two-Face. He was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Two-Face. I thought he was great. Like, I liked his Two-Face. Like, he he sounded conflicted. He's like, do I want to do it this way? You know, like, I was like, okay, that's cool. Billy Burke is James Gordon. Um, he looks Troy familiar. Baker. The Bur- Burke looks familiar, but I was looking at his IMDb and I can't pick out where I've seen him before. Mm-hmm. But Duhamel, I think he, I, he he really came on the scene as like, ooh, he's a new heartthrob. Or, but he's done some interesting things. He's he's a fun guy. And I actually just watched a movie that he directed called uh, Buddy Games on Hulu. Okay. Total, total stupid bro movie. But it mm-hmm. like that's great. That's great comedy if you want to turn shut your brain off. That's a, that's a lot of Fair fun. Enough. So you should look that up. But anyways, carry on. I, I dig Troy Baker's Joker. So like, I, I just do. <laughs> I love it. I know some people don't dig it as much, but I'm like, I don't know. Like to me, that sounds like the Joker, whether he's impersonate, trying to do an impersonation of Mark Hamill or not. I just, 
I, I, I don't know. It sounds great to me. And, um, uh, David, <laughs> Doc, I don't know. The guy, David, David Desmelchin. David Desmelchin is amazing as the calendar man. Hell yeah. I was like, whoa, Julian Day, you sound so creepy. It sounds really I good. I cannot wait to see what is going on with this guy. And you know, I'm so excited for this. You know who we have to thank for that is Christopher Nolan. Dude, the Hollywood Reporter did an article on uh, Dark Knight's 10 year anniversary and they interviewed him in which he'd even said of what he went through his career. And I think he was like, he was at a pretty low level and he won that small role in the Dark Knight. And and then they did a touching like update of how he was at the, at a playground with his kids and he saw Christopher Nolan and his family. So he went and talked to him for a bit and everything. And basically that role, next thing you know, he's an Ant-Man. Next thing you know, I think he's on the flash. Then he's an Ant-Man too. Now he's going to be in the suicide squad as polka dot man. And now he's voicing the calendar man. I mean, hell yeah. I mean, he's all over the DC universe. I mean, he's he's all over the multiverse. So uh, I'm really excited. And you know, Oh, the, I, I can't wait because I'm loving the guy, the guy Titus Welliver playing Carmine Falcone. Okay. I like that guy. Uh, if you look him up on on IMDb, he might look familiar. He he first came on the scene to me as the man in black and lost. So he was like the human okay. version of the black smoke in lost. And okay. he was pretty cool. He played he played pretty intense. But then he's also popped in a bunch of other stuff like he was in the town and Argo. Uh, he's a he's a good actor. I like that guy. And so it was pretty cool to see that he's the voice of Falcone. Yeah, I'm dying. I, I mean, I love me some Falcone. Everyone knows that. I mean, I'm dying to see what Totoro's got in the Batman. Yeah. So I, 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 I love Batman investigating the mafioso aspect of Gotham City. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's something about Batman and even like I love the freaks. Don't get me wrong. And the Long Halloween is known for the freaks, but like it's the blend of the freaks and the old guard of crime in Gotham city and how they don't get along and how Batman's got to battle them. But like, to me, that's the, that's like the ultimate Batman for me, because like you've got, (laughs) you've got the mafia, which is doing things the old way. And then you got the freaks who just want Batman's attention doing the absurd things. And it's like, there are moments where Batman has to be an actual detective. And then there's moments where Batman is the superhero. And that's what makes the long Halloween so special to me is, I, I get to have both aspects of that and uh, it's, it's really special and I can't wait. And I'm just happy. It's the transitioning of, of power, the power of crime from organized in the mob to the Mm -hmm. freaks. And it's, it's another just great element in that, in that story. So I, I can't wait to see what they do with this. I'm, I'm pretty stoked. I don't think many stories really touch upon that as much as it's basically the whole, the long Halloween is the only one that really does that. Like it's either one or the other, you know, Batman, you're one mafia or like, I don't know, a killing joke, which is strictly freaks only. Right. Like you don't get a whole lot of like mixing and matching. And uh, I would love, I, I love both, but to finally get like all three of those parts together is just so cool to me. And I mean, like, I lo- and Loeb just nails ensemble stuff. So like, I hope, I feel like we got on a tangent when we started talking about the book. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's going to blame you for that one. Yeah, that's my fault. The back to the disc release. The, one of the extras. I'm, I'm surprised in the lack of like some kind of retrospective on the Long Halloween. Such a beloved story. But I'm thinking because it's going to. Did that have to do with Loeb working for Marvel? Does he still work for Marvel? I don't know. I haven't kept up. He was doing Marvel TV for TV show, but I don't think he's involved in that anymore. But do some kind of retrospective up. Uh, but it makes me think because it's it's not available for 4K until next year. 
And they said that they're going to basically, that's where parts one and two together in one package deal for 4K makes me think they're going to do like what they did with the Dark Knight Returns. They released part one and part two that one year. And then the next year they did like a special edition where it was all one. But I waited for the special edition. Oh, I tripled it. I bought it all. And that special edition, though, came with the exclusive like interview with Frank mm-hmm. Miller, a whole retrospect okay. on Dark Knight Returns and such. Okay. That was like an hour long. It's a fantastic documentary, as well as all the extras from everything else. And I'm like, maybe that's still due for the long Halloween, because I don't know how you can't do something like that for the long Halloween, you know? Oh, well, they also know they'll get your money because you're Ryan Lauer, so they're totally going to do it. I bought everything well, I put long my foot down. I put my foot down for Dark Knight Returns. Like, I'm not buying it until it's one disc. You guys aren't going to get me this way. Like, you, you know how I like to hold a stupid grudge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? They weren't even going to do the special edition, but they were like, you know what? There's this loudmouth bastard hashtagging in New Jersey. We got to we gotta uh, do know, a special we, edition. We shut that guinea up in Jersey, mm-hmm. crying out loud. It's like, if he tells Uslan on us, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh man, I'm just I'm excited. I think this is a long time coming. Uh, I I can't wait. I I'm excited. I think the voice cast is great, and uh, I'm just I'm pumped, man. I expect it I to come I'm, in August too. Like I didn't expect June 22nd. That's great. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. The sooner the better, in my opinion. You know? mm-hmm. Slightly bummed out about the whole Tim Sale thing, but not really. Like I, I, how can I get upset? You're making an animated version of Long Halloween. Like do you? Yeah, you really think I'm going to be upset about this? <laughs> You'd be upset you know? afterward if you don't like the movie, but beforehand, yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are tons of people who are upset after Hush. Oh, they ruined the movie, and, and then, oh, and then the people with the killing joke. Like I was like, oh god. I was like, did you guys not watch Batman: The New <laughs> Adventures? Like Barbara and Bruce totally had a thing. This is like a Bruce Tim thing. This is not new, guys. They totally <laughs> dated for a little bit. Like you shouldn't be surprised. Is it probably more than you wanted? Yes, but like, come on. Like I don't know. I just fanboys will be fanboys, right? I guess. But we all love the long Halloween. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? I don't want to know them if they don't. Uh, I mean, they probably already blocked you on Twitter. <laughs> they probably. <laughs> okay. Uh, one new thing. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife released a new clip with Paul Rudd today. Uh, well, not today. Uh, it was this week at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, Paul Rudd is hanging out in a 7-Eleven. Uh, he's buying. He's in front of... 31 flavors of Baskin Robbins ice cream. Uh, shout out to Asher Kowalski who pointed that out to me. Uh, and then he, he comes across a young group of Stay Puff marshmallows who go full gremlins in the store. They're barbecuing each other. They're riding robot vacuums. They're making s'mores out of themselves. Did you see this clip? I did. How? Like, What did you think? Because I fell in love. As soon as the music hit, I was like, yes! I, I thought it was okay. I didn't like I wasn't really far uh, either way. <clears throat> the the little marshmallow dudes made me think of a blend of gremlins and then the gingerbread men in Krampus. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank so, you for pointing that out. It, it's kind of like that's what popped in my head instead of like it seeming like a completely original idea. But that being said, I mean, it's it totally is a baby Yoda thing, you it, know, it's it's, rip-off, but it's a fun it's a fun way to tease of like, hey, remember, this is still happening to use a beloved and kind of iconic piece of the Ghostbusters franchise. Mm-hmm. And uh, like it's a way to not we're not going to show any clips from the movies to ruin anything. Instead, we've got this totally original thing on its own. And so I like the the point of it and getting it out there just to start the discussion on Ghostbusters again. And I don't like to give like uh, any kind of airtime to to just negative fools. But this was like. 
people even with um, thought or logical thinking, I was kind of surprised that this wasn't a bigger hit than it was. Like I felt like this was at least a triple, and instead it kind of seemed like it was a single, maybe a double. You know, like yeah, I, I saw I, a, I lot a lot of opposition. So a lot of opposition of like this is I do not like this. This doesn't seem. I don't know, and I'm like, huh. I caught it late because it just it wasn't retweeted as much as you would think. Yeah. Um, but I, I saw nothing but positivity about it. It definitely follows the mold of Baby Groot, Baby Yoda, that type stuff. Um, but I don't know. I have, we have Stay Puffs is like you said, the Ghostbusters icon hasn't been seen since Ghostbusters one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that theme music kicks in. I'm all for it. And then just to, to add that kind of like just little, I don't know, hint of just like evilness to them. I was, I, I thought it was a pretty cool thing. I, I'm sure it, this is probably their, they'll have like maybe an extra two minutes and where Paul Rudd's got to escape <laughs> the Seven Eleven or quick check or the Wawa, whatever yeah. the hell he's the, in. The Piggly Wiggly. I, yeah. He, he can be anywhere. <laughs> whatever grocery store he's in, checking it out. I'm sure he's got to escape and that's about as much time as they have in the movie, but that's fine. Um, but I, I'm dude, this is going to be merchandise mania. Like yeah. I'm going to buy a stuff. Stay puffed. I'll, I mean, I'm sure I'll buy a keychain. Uh, I mean, I own a Coochie Kopi. If they make something like that, I'm all for it. You know, like what if it, they, it's 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 like one of those things. They pr- so they, they print marshmallows that look exactly like them. Like the bag of marshmallows are all these Dude, little. All they dudes. have to do <laughs> is put the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man on a marshmallow bag, and I'm buying. And it's there. Oh. Like, it, it's it's like yeah, like I will be eating s'mores all all November. <laughs> I was say, <laughs> s'more summer. <laughs> November, yeah, November 11th, 2021. So uh, I'm just. I think this is great. I don't know how you could possibly be negative about it. Um, it's fun. And to be honest, I just, I think that the movie's in the right hands. Jason Reitman, I, I think he, I think he knows what he's doing. And uh, I mean, I'm sure his, his dad has some input and it's just, he's a good, fil- he's a good filmmaker. He's a good writer. Yeah. He's a good filmmaker. And so, and he's obviously, he's a huge fan. He's got good roots and with his dad. Uh, so I like, I have no hesitation that this is about this being a quality movie and being very entertaining, you know? So I'm, I'm excited for the movie, even though I didn't like, I didn't love this little piece here. I didn't not like it either. I was just kind of like middle of the road, but I'm still excited for the movie. It seems way more ghostbusters just from that one. I think they missed that one trailer than the last one. And I was pumped for the last one, man. Like you can't tell, like, I don't know how that movie didn't work. You had all those comedic geniuses. You got, you got, you got Feig, you got wig, you got McCarthy, you got Jones, you, you've got uh, what's your name from SNL Kenan. McKinnon. Like you got too many funny people in that movie, and it didn't work. And I don't understand. And it's a huge bummer to me. Liked it. So throw that I on the throw like that on the list of movies oh, that you love, true. like Blade Trinity. And I don't know how uh, you like Blade Trinity. I don't know <laughs> how you like. You're the only person I know who says Angel. Like when you said it to me the other day, I thought it was a joke. I was like, you. I was like, you serious? I can't remember no, the other right. two movies because Blade Trinity was the third. You I, know think, that uh, I don't know. Far from home. <laughs> <laughs> Mysterio is awesome and far from home. Uh, oh, he's great. I believe he's horrible, but he's great. But except for the whole the, Mysterio is great. The whole like Jake Gyllenhaal barf stuff is, is, is horrible, but Mysterio is fantastic. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought this Stay Puff thing was magic. I, I'm all for it. I can't wait. Uh, I it's just, I'm happy to see Ghostbusters again. You know, I'll always support Ghostbusters. I supported the last one. I'll support this one and I'll judge it when it comes out. But mm-hmm. uh, all right. On to the next one. Right, buddy. Let's do this. Here we pal. go. 
We got this, this. This is something that I am pumped for, brother. That I am so pumped to the point where, like, Ryan Hoss questioned my pumpedness. And I was like, <laughs> dude, no, I'm, I'm more pumped for this than dude, I am the Flash. Peter, Peter, are you pumped or are you pumped? I am. I'm getting pumped. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Black Adam has begun production. This- uh, Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson showed us a picture of his massive legs the other day oh my God. on Twitter, saying that it was going to start this week. Then yesterday, he he uh, sent out a picture on Instagram of a slate. Uh, they are filming. They are ready to roll. Ryan, like, how excited are you for Black Adam? And we also have casting news. Yeah, you know. Uh, Broadway actor. Oh man, I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. You give it a shot, uh, and I'll give it a shot. And we oh, are man. not trying to be disrespectful at all. No, I'm not driving. I just, I'm not gonna be able to pronounce it. James Custade Moyer. So James Custade Moyer. Custade Moyer. Why am I so bad at pronunciations? I don't know. Justin's gonna have a field day. <laughs> so Custade Moyer is a Broadway actor nominated for a Tony Award. He was featured as Dustin in Jeremy O'Hara's Slave play uh he recently wrapped production on shonda rhymes netflix series inventing anna starring julia garner his other credits include uh wbtv fox's prodigal son amazon's red oaks hulu's the path uh he made his broadway debut in trip coleman's six degrees of separation uh he's also starred in terence mcnally's fire and air at the uh, classic stage company so this guy's got some chops his role's kind of been kept uh, on the hush hush uh, I'm, just, I'm I don't know who we could possibly play, but I'm happy that you know we're getting some news for this, mm-hmm. and that's all that we got. One more casting news, and here we go. I'm gonna, oh man, here we go. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Bodhi, <laughs> Bodhi Sab Sabangoy. Okay, Nab's a key role who's also been kept hush hush. I think he's gonna play young Tef Adam, uh, just because they have him pictured with the rock for some reason. It just makes sense to me. I don't know who else it could be. But, uh, you know, uh, basing that this is probably some sort of Black Adam origin story. Uh, so we've got more casting news. They've casted several roles this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know it's begun production. The Rock is excited. You're excited. We got a little Times Square teaser earlier in the month. What are you? Where are you on the hype train for Black Adam? Woo! All right. So where do we start? It's almost like you saved this as a main event. Uh, I think it's a, yesterday was a monumental day in that this... I don't know. The Rock's been attached for what about six decades to Black Adam, and it is oh, finally man. happening. Like it is finally like superhero hype had a tweet yesterday that said it was fourteen years. And I'm like, is it holy really been 14 crap? Years? Wow, that like I I was kind of kidding and saying ten years. So I thought maybe it's been like eight, but man, fourteen. They would know better than I. They probably checked their checked their. It's notes, also been but... extremely busy. Like the guy, nobody oh, puts yeah. out more movies. I feel like than The Rock these days. That's right. Uh, people still don't. They don't talk about Rampage enough. I love Rampage. Anyways, Rampage is great, man. Love Rampage. We got Kaiju coming up the... next. But Rampage <laughs> is fantastic. The the video game is also fantastic from back in the day. But anyways, this movie, uh, The Rock got me excited. The the thought of it, and I've started to dip a little bit into Black Adam stuff when he was like, you know, popping into Doomsday Clock and. Um, I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of some other story. Some the Shazam winter he was in the new 52 Shazam story that Jeff Johns wrote, you know, had black Adam in it. And it's like these little snippets of black mm-hmm. Adam. He's a pretty, he seems like a pretty cool, a pretty cool character. And so the rock, I'm really excited because man, I've been loving the rock since he was laying the SmackDown in the WWF days, uh, knowing all of his roles. Yeah, shine that baseball bat up real nice. Turn that some bitch sideways and stick it straight up. your candy ass. Like I, I knew them all. Yeah. Okay. I knew them all. Uh, the SmackDown hotel. AP, 
What do you think? It doesn't matter what you think. Anyways, uh, I'm just like, I'll follow the rock anywhere. And then to just see like the the, the surrounding the surrounding cast, Aldous Hodge, man, that guy is awesome. I think that guy is who great. looks jacked. And it's whoa, it, that guy looks ready to fight. And I've I've talked. I, we talked on one of the BOF shows, I think, about this. Um, we podcasted about it, you and I have, and how I'd said of, you know, you're the man. You've got the comic book knowledge. Um, for me, sometimes when it comes to movies that I don't know much about, it's like, well, let's see the creators behind it for some characters. And I would have never said, I wouldn't have been against, but I wouldn't have necessarily been for Like, yes, give me a Hawkman movie. But then it's like, hey, Aldous Hodge has been cast to play Hawkman. I'm like, you have my attention. This looks cool. And then they bring in the big daddy. Yeah, the especially big, after Invisible Man. The big, and he was just oh, so yeah, old. Yeah, the big daddy himself, um, Pierce Brosnan, coming in as Dr. Fate, too. I mean, this movie just seems, James I, Bond. I can't, I can't yeah. wait. Oh, my God. Like, this just seems like I like the things that we keep cyclone you got adam smasher i'm like oh man i just like the i don't know i just liking the pieces that are coming out the the pieces to put this puzzle together and I, and i'm i'm just i'm really looking forward to it and as far as like the casting i have nothing to base uh tony or not tony james cassati moyer i don't have anything i only have a guess for the 13 year old that since this is an origin story you know how shazam was kind of or in shazam black adam was alluded to uh, mm-hmm. I think maybe mm-hmm. maybe this is the uh, the Black Adam, the kid. You know, this is him as a kid uh, that we'll be flashing back to at times. In Condoc, yeah, and seeing how he, mm-hmm. you know, he got what do you want to say? The powers taken away, and how he adjusted to that, or something like that. That's the only wild I shot. Like I even in Shazam. Yeah, there's just yeah that's just kind of where if I had to make a guess, that's all I have, but I have nothing to base it on. So uh hype level is up for this and I can't wait a couple months down the road. I think then we'll have, you know, we'll get an actual image, not one illustrated by Jim Lee, which was awesome, but we'll get an actual Dwayne, the rock Johnson in the black Adam suit and Cape. And that'll be like, Holy shit. It's real. Here's the thing for me. Like, first of all, these are characters who we've only seen for some of them on the CW. Like Hawkman yeah. wasn't one of my favorite CW looks. He's in Smallville too. But you didn't watch Smallville. No, I I stopped after season <laughs> one. I'm I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. It is I'll not the it, Gotham but... of the Superman universe. Okay, it is. Like, it might be for me. I thought it was absolutely horrible. How, how I thought it was absolutely horrible. I, I'm not a fan of everyone wearing leather vests. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that way. Um, but shout out to Jordan Valdez if you're if you're listening. I know you love Smallville, brother. Um. But for me, it's we've got you know the JSA vibe, Black Adam we've never seen. Hawk, we're going to see this awesome interpretation by an amazing actor in Hawkman. You've got Pierce Brosnan uh, as Doctor Fate. Like those three guys alone sold me on the movie. Then you throw in a character like Adam Smasher, who is such an interesting back history, and somebody like Cyclone, who I'm like, oh my god, like how are they, what, like it, it's just like how are you guys going to do all this? Like I'm so intrigued, and then to see the Rock for the first time in my opinion in a movie play a heel since scorpion king mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. has the rock that which was probably the last time the rock made a bad movie like the rock has made two jumanji movies that i've loved yeah. like i love those two movies a- a- which i shouldn't have right like it's one of the few times where they did like the whole soft reboot sequel thing and it worked a- and it's like rampage we mentioned earlier loved rampage mm-hmm. What was the movie with uh, oh man that end of the world movie he did? San, I forget what it was. San Andreas. San Andreas. I love that thing as well. You know, so I was like, man, like 
And it's it's the type of movie I think that Warner Brothers and DC needs because you have the most charismatic man on the planet in Dwayne Johnson. Everyone loves him. He's for crying out loud, people are begging this guy to run for president. That's how much he is adored. But it's it's going to draw people in. And while I questioned how like people are like, well, Keaton's coming back in the flesh. How are you more pumped for Black Adam? I was like, well, to be honest, I got a lot of I got, there's a lot of concern when it comes to the Flash. I feel like that's biting off a lot more than they can chew. While I trust Muccietti, I I'm a little nervous about the Flash. But this thing, I'm like, man, The Rock hasn't missed in decades. Like I am so ready for this. I and he, the fact that he has stuck with it for so long, mm-hmm. he really is passionate and he really cares. I'm so sold. I don't think this movie is going to be bad. I don't think it's going to be the greatest thing in the world, but I think it's going to entertain the hell out of us. And I think we're all going to enjoy it. And I'm so, I am pumped, get pumped for this movie. Like I cannot tell you, like I can't say it enough how excited I am for Black Adam. And I just, I'm so ready for that showdown between Black Adam and Shazam because they're going to be two totally different characters squaring off and it's going to be magic and it's going to be just insane. I am so pumped. I can't wait. I I cannot express my excitement for this movie enough because I, there's not enough adjectives. Like I have to open up a goddamn thesaurus to tell you guys how excited I am for this movie. It's just and, and it. I just am so pumped. I I can't say I can't say anything. Ryan, say something. I'm sounding like an idiot. Booyah! <laughs> Booyah! That's it. Uh, the, the direct. Oh, I think something that caught my eye when I was looking is the interesting point or pick for a director. And again, God, sorry. Uh, Jame call it Sarah. Uh, he, oh, see, it's, not, it's not fun when it's you. It's, is it? it's, it's not. He doesn't. It's not like he's he's got fourteen director credits, but his second one, his first feature length film, was the two thousand five horror movie House of Wax, which I totally dig. Still, it's got some good style to it. And then in two thousand nine, mm. he did Orphan, which is a a good hit. Uh, I love that one. Was a I hit. Love that one. A horror hit, and I think. Semi recently, he did The Shallows, which I think people liked. But he, I did. I love Shallows. He directed Jungle Cruise also for Disney, which is also a rock vehicle that they're that was supposed to come out last summer, and I think it's coming out this summer. I haven't seen if it's going to be a another one of like Disney Plus premiere or whatnot. But like you know that The Rock had a good time directing that movie or making that movie with him to where he probably was like, "Listen, I've got this guy. I know this guy." That would be great for Black Adam. So it'll be cool to see, to watch Jungle Jungle Cruise to kind of see, okay, this director now, he's got a big, he's got a big scale. How does he handle that? How's Jungle Cruise turn out? Because you know, Black Adam's going to be big too. So uh, I'm really excited to see that. that No, I think he's earned it, man. I really do. I think, I think he's, I think he's, he's made, like you said, he's, he's done, he's done horror movies. He's done movies like The Shallows. And now he's finally got his big budget movie. Like, I, I think he's earned his stripes. I think it's time for him to shine. Um, I personally, I love the shallows, like that movie. If you've never seen it around, please. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's my second favorite shark movie next to jaws. Like that's how good it is. Uh, I think, I think it's, I think it's right up there. I think you're going to say everybody. jaws, the revenge, but I guess I jaws is okay. Or open water. Smack me through, come through the screen. Grab me. I mean, Jesus. Ah. You know, oh God. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's no deep blue sea. It's, there um, you go. No deep blue sea, no open water. Oh God. Oh God. Oh jeez. But yeah, no. Uh I just I'm so excited for this movie. When does this movie come out here? I should have done a Google before I did this. July 29th, Thank you, sir. 2022. I think. Let's see here. Because that's what the whole billboard was. 
I thought it was. Was it? I thought it was uh, July 29th. Yep, July 29th. Boom. Yep. This 2022. Same the, the day. That's it, baby. That's it. All right. Now for the final topic of the day. Oh boy. The big one. Kong. Uh, I'm sorry. Godzilla go. versus Kong. I always say the name backwards. Yeah, get that name right. Uh, yeah, at least I pronounced it. Right. <laughs> I got that name right. <laughs> I personally, I love this movie. I dug it. Sure, it's got its flaws. Um, the only parts I really didn't dig were the, the whole Pacific Rim uh, pilot thing about Mechagodzilla. But overall, I was like, this is a huge hit. This is a smash. I love this. I think it sets up a third Kong, uh, second Kong movie. I guess this would be a third Kong movie. I don't know. A, a second solo Kong movie pretty well. Uh, I, I thought the the uh, the little girl from uh, the island was great. Uh, the humans didn't bother me as much as they did in, um, what's it called? Uh, King of the Monsters. King of Monsters. I thought they were, I thought they were good. I thought the, the humor with the conspiracy guy, I thought it sometimes it was a little over the top, but it wasn't so much showcased in the movie where it ruined the movie for me. Um, some people said that it had paper thin characters. I, I, I mean, I don't really know. I didn't think that. I just thought they were there to kind of move the plot along. Um, but I mean, Kong and Godzilla, the fights were great. The fight on the battleship was great. The fight in, uh, in China was great. I, I, the whole hollow earth stuff was amazing. I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Um, I loved it. Uh, you know, not as good as Skull Island. I think Skull Island's still number one for me. But Lauer, what about you? How do you feel about Kong uh, Godzilla versus Kong? I'm a Kong guy, so that's why he gets first bits. Clearly, we know which character you like more. Um, yeah. Bring in Big Daddy Kong every time. But I think Kong, Kong. I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was a blast. Yeah. The, I mean the of course this is why you can just you somewhat can't listen to fans because fans will say there it was too much too much people and then they turn around the next time they're like there wasn't enough people and it's like the the people in these monster movies it's all just kind of the same. Uh like I don't know. You're not there because it's like the people who watched Godzilla fight Kong. That's not the title of the movie. It's Godzilla and Kong. You just need a break in between the action. So I didn't flat out hate anything with the people, but nothing necessarily stood out either. It was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And it was, per- it was perfectly spaced out for the fights. I thought those I were, I thought those were, those were good. The, I thought it was just fun action. Unlike King of the Monsters, which I said it was just difficult for me to see. I thought it was just kind of a little sloppy, which is too bad because I like the director. He did Trick or Treat, one of my one of my favorite horror movies ever. Um, And I I just thought like the I kind of couldn't tell what the hell was even happening during the fight in action. I thought this it's very dark, King of the Monsters. Yeah, Yeah, and the dark and dark blue mix going back, and I'm I just wasn't. ah. But this Adam Wingard, he he directed Your Next, which I think is a great horror movie. and he did the guest and then he did Blair Witch, which nobody watched or liked. Uh, he I think he did a good, really good job with this. Uh, the the action was just really it was clear. Like I could see what the hell was going on all the like mm-hmm. all the time, you know, and yeah. and it was just that, fun. that night fight in uh, in China was absolutely beautiful to watch. Yeah, it was really you know, I was good. like, man, Arbor Lane would be so proud of you guys. That that <laughs> central piece of. Uh, you know, the center of the earth or whatever, that was kind of trippy, Oliver. but also it's yeah. kind of like, okay, since when are you, when is, if, if there's a complaint about like, it's a little far fetched, it's like, it's a giant lizard fighting a giant ape. 
like did you already start watching the movie thinking this was going to be real because like who cares and it like you'd said it puts kong in a perfect spot for another movie oh my god and, and so, how sympathetic do you feel for kong like first of all they they basically made him like truman from the truman show they put him in a giant dome in his home island right like he can't it's i thought that was a little, I was like why why are you guys containing him he has the whole island that's why, why run around the island that's why i loved kong but, skull island so much was because yeah. he didn't die at the end and i'm like because i'm sick oh, and yeah. tired of watching kong i was afraid he was gonna die in this movie I was because Kong, that's, that's usually what happened. Kong usually, you know, he dies and you figured he'd be the hero of the movie and he would die at some point, but I'm glad they didn't do that. But going back to the dome, like I loved how like he knew it wasn't real. Yeah. So at some point she's like, just rips out this giant redwood, <laughs> <laughs> clears off the branches and starts chucking it at the dome. And I'm like, oh man, like he's so smart. Like early on, they established how smart Kong was in this movie. And then he gets to Hollow Earth and he finds the axe and he puts the axe in the plates. And it, it and it's like, it's like, wow, like Kong's actually kind of a genius. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's kind of brilliant. And you know, he's just the whole time, it's just like you feel for him because he's like, I just want to go home. He's like, Why is this gigantic lizard fighting me? You guys took me out of my home, you put me on this stupid boat, now I'm drowning, <laughs> I'm getting attacked by the sea monster and now i'm in china because i have to save your ass you know it's just like kong was totally just abducted <laughs> into this and fight and i was like man that's how you you know that they did a good job too because somehow it seems like in all the not in all of these kong movies but the uh the 33 kong the the 76 kong peter jackson's mm-hmm. kong kong skull island mm-hmm. they've gotten you to feel for a fake creature in every single movie yeah. and you felt for him a little here too when he was all chained up on that boat as he was like under like underwater fighting godzilla that first time i was like come I'm on like pissed. Come what are you guys doing free him <laughs> come on buddy come on but i i loved and i know it's just like, like kind of ridiculous but i just flat out loved when he was in the center earth and he and he had he got the axe and he sat in his throne and was just like so yeah. satisfied sitting in a and I'm yeah. like, this, that's just, it's freaking awesome. I don't, I don't care. I, it's I, a big monkey and he is, he looks great. It's fun. I can't believe how much they have made me love this version of King Kong. Mm-hmm. I, Skull Island's great. Yep. It, it might actually be my favorite King Kong movie. It is. You know? It is. You know, it, it, I, I, I think it's hands down. Like, the the original King Kong's good. It's a little dated for me. I love, I love the, the Bridges King Kong movie. Like, I love that. That's the King Kong I kind of grew up with. Um. Uh, but Skull Island, it was such a, a fresh take, and to see him so big and lar- really, honestly, like literally larger than life, I, I'm, I was just so fascinated by it. And then to see him in this this Kong and Godzilla movie, I was like, wow! Like you guys, it, it's I have never been this invested in a completely CGI character, like you said before. And right from the get go, I just I was feeling for Kong. I was rooting for him the whole time. You know, at, at at the end when Godzilla's got his foot on his chest and like you think Kong's dying, you're 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 bummed out. And even as ridiculous as it is, when they use this the ship as a defibrillator, I'm like, yes, that's what you got to do, save Kong. Like I don't care how absurd it is, I want Kong to live because I thought he was gonna die the whole time. I mean, you can listen to past SOGs and me and Eric were talking about like we both thought Kong was gonna pass, and you know, and to see Kong come back and then Kong, be, you know, he's got the accent. It's weird how. Kong and Godzilla working together made more sense than Batman and Superman and BVS, right? And they didn't say one word to each other. Now, and then th- there's that moment where he electrifies the axe, and Kong just go- literally goes ape shit. 
on Mechagodzilla and he rips he rips out his head predator style. Yeah. I was all for it, man. I just had a blast with this thing. Now it's Godzilla versus Kong. Uh Kong was the yeah, I think yeah. Kong was the no, you said it correctly. I'm saying it's, 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 a, it's a versus movie. So you got the versus. I think Kong was the fan favorite. Twice. Got but, a great fight. But God, yeah. Godzilla won both fights. I mean, literally in Hong he Kong, he basically, he, he basically killed him. And then in the ship, like in, the, in that no, first I, one. I, I, can't try that. I mean, I think Godzilla won, but Godzilla just kind of shows up and then he just disappeared too. And so it's, it's kind of like. You definitely, they're making you feel for Kong. This is much more of a Kong story than a Godzilla story. Uh, He's definitely the underdog. Like, there's no way, like, if Kong doesn't have the axe, he doesn't stand a chance, right? Like, the axe gave him the edge early on in Tokyo, not Tokyo, in China. He's in Tokyo Drift. Um, And, yeah, but uh, I loved even the fight in Hollow Earth against those weird creatures. Like, I just love watching Kong just beat up monsters, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I, I and watching him fight Godzilla because I do love Godzilla not as much as I love Kong, but I watching him fight Godzilla is kind of a bummer to me because I'm like I don't really want you guys to fight, <laughs> I, I don't want you guys to work together. I just kind of want you guys to be like on your be own friends, little islands doing whatever. I don't need them to be friends. I just don't really need them to interact, right? Yeah. Um, but I in Skull in Skull Island, like I love when Kong like takes down that squid. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like it makes me think of Christmas Eve dinner. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> I'm on myself. But um, yeah, like I, I just I loved every minute of it. And Millie Bobby Brown, like I didn't mind her. I, her friend, oh man, what is the name of that? Oh, the Australian comedian chick. Oh, I forgot her name. Oh, geez, Australian comedian chick. Yeah. Oh, geez. I can't remember her name. She was. In, oh, she's in all those chick flicks. Oh, Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Dude, didn't he remind me of a tan Rebel Wilson? He sounded just like her. I was like, I was like, I can't stop thinking about Rebel Wilson right now. And it, it was just, uh, you know, like the, the whole thing never bothered me with all that stuff because Kong and Godzilla were just so great. I, I really loved all of their moments. I thought they really shined so well and. Everything that I didn't like about King of the Monsters, I think, was rectified in this movie. So, I love the monster verse. Even King, uh, while I do, you know, con, uh, while King of the Monsters is obviously the bottom of the barrel for me, I think the other three movies are absolutely exceptional. To be honest, I love Godzilla twenty fourteen, I love Skull Island, and I, I do love this movie. I, I, you know, I had a blast, and it's great that you know these characters did not die. They are set up for whatever their next adventure is, and I, I appreciate that because, you know. I, to me, I would have been devastated how, with how much I fell in love with Kong in this movie, especially if they killed him, mm-hmm. you know, like as absurd as it was bringing him back. And you're, you're right. He did probably lose those two fights. Um, but, you know, he, he has Godzilla's respect. I don't think they're going to I think they know their place in the world, which is crazy as it is, because they are just ravaged beasts. But I, I I loved every minute of it and I can't wait for the next. Yeah. What do you think the next thing is? Version? I really do think we will get some sort of hollow earth Kong movie. I think that's, I don't know what you can do with Godzilla. I mean, he's got a plethora of villains. Um, no, but the last know, Godzilla uh, movie, like purely Godzilla kind of flopped. So it it's did, a good thing I mean, that this movie was so I think far. Hopefully. Uh, I think yeah. it's a good thing that so much of this movie was already in production. 
by the time mm-hmm. Godzilla King of the Monsters came out, because I think otherwise they could have been like, uh, let's pump the you brakes so, a little bit. With the success of Skull Island, Kong Sky, Skull Island was still it was like 170 uh, something million. It, it didn't light anything on on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it. it I think it, it made money for sure, but it, it, I don't think that it was, you know, that. It wasn't such a massive like no brainer, and then yeah, the next the next bout was like half of that. So I'm just like ooh. So hopefully, I, it looks like and sounds like with box office performance during a pandemic, and then you know streaming uh, some streaming numbers that they're probably really happy with the results of this movie. So yeah, they just apparently made a lot of money during the pandemic. I hope they continue because either one, a Godzilla or a Kong movie, like I'll I'll watch either one of them. I'll see them in a theater. I didn't see this in a theater. I watched this one at home. It'd have been cool to see it in a theater, but I don't know that I'm ready to go to a theater. The creatives yet. involved have, have have said that you know when they came up with this monster verse idea, the the end point was always uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Gotcha. So this could it be might, it. but it, it could be. And you know what? That's going out on a high note. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hashtag anything, but I think you could you could do a, a Hollow Earth Kong movie. I think there's a lot of monsters in there. Um, and it's I, I would be all for it. I don't know what you can do with Godzilla. What they're doing, really? Mighty Joe Young universe. I know. I, I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> mind a proper Mighty Bring Joe Charlize Young. Bring uh, Charlize Theron back. I love. I love. You know me. I love Sh- Sh- Charlize. <laughs> yeah. No. Th- this was a. This was a, just a blast for me. I. I. Uh, I, I can't say en- enough good things about this movie. I'm just. It could have been absolutely brutal, and it wasn't. Right. Like, this movie could have been a hardcore flop. And it, and they, I think they pulled it off, and I, I think they did a great job with it. So, uh, I will be, I'm very happy with what I have, mm-hmm. and if they decide to go forward, I will encourage it and support it, and you know, I will, I'll judge it from that that point on. You've already got Warner Brothers. You've already got like, I don't even know how much. We'll just say forty dollars right here between us two on theater tickets. Uh, you, you include my brother in that, and my mom's a huge right, Kong so fan. Like she, she grew up on Kong. So. Hundred dollars right here. Got? Let's go. You got hundred bucks. Let's say hundred bucks. Hundred fifty because we're getting concessions. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Maybe even two hundred. I don't know. <laughs> you, you, I might. I might make up a fake graph and put it on Twitter just to solidify my. <laughs> make sure you put AT and T's logo in the bottom left too. Then it's official. Yeah. That, as long as it's official. Uh, I'll have to work on my Photoshop. Oh, man. But uh, hey, Ryan, uh, thanks for filling in for Eric. Absolutely. I, I appreciate you coming on. It's been a blast to talk to you because I don't talk to you enough. No, never. It's Even it, though you didn't answer my call last night when I called you. I told you I missed your call. Ask Eric how that feels. <laughs> exactly. We know how that means. You know what that means. You know what that means. I'll, I'll give I'll give you a break because I I got out of work and I called you like twelve thirty in the morning. So I'll give you I'll give you. You know what? Once I get this new Hans Zimmer ringtone, I'll never miss a call again. I, you'll never answer a call again either. <laughs> Let's try it out. Let's see how Ryan. it works. Peter, plug away. Ah, okay. Well, you can hear Peter when he's not here on my podcast, The Batman Book Club, where I podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. Just follow it on Twitter. And Instagram at the Batman BC. Uh, you can also find it anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Pete was actually at the time of this recording. He was on the last one, which is the milestone episode number 50, counting down our 10 favorite Batman stories. It was a good old time with our Bat brothers, Ryan Haas and Garrett Grev. Both of them have been on SOG. And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. Pete will help me out here. My handle is at Lauer underscore Ryan Lauer. 
spelled like lower oh, standard. Okay. Thank goodness. <laughs> there you go. Uh, also go to batmanonfilm.com and you can read my reviews on um, the latest Batman uh, issue. Um, I'm trying to think what other. Oh, that Tom Taylor's Batman the the Detective is about to launch um, with art by Andy Cooper. Uh, that review will be up on BLF come Tuesday. And I'm trying to think if I'm leaving anything else out. I think is there a detective I should be reviewing? <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Is that up? Is it's, that a, it's still a couple of weeks? Is away. that coming? <laughs> You got some time. Oh, thank God. As long as it is. Okay. Yeah. I know the box is down. So <laughs> You got some time. So there you go. That's where you can uh, hear me and Pete talk also. Well, uh, you can follow my actual co-host, Eric Holzman, on Twitter at Final E33, spelled like Finale 33. Uh, even though Eric's not here, we're going to plug the hell out of him anyway. You can follow me on social media. That's uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Zack Snyder's favorite, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. Please follow the Straight Out of Gotham Instagram and Twitter accounts at straight underscore O underscore G. Check out our Straight Out of Gotham group page. Check out our Straight Out of Gotham fan page on Facebook. Uh, you can also follow my adventures uh, uh, as the curator of Team Yellow Oval at Team Yellow Oval on Twitter. You could uh, also follow my adventures as the Italian Spider-Man that I uh, hang out with uh, the Vigilante Boys at Italians for Spidey on Twitter. Uh, check out Batman on film proper for my reviews of dark detective, detective comics, man bat, which is a fantastic story. Please go out and buy man bat three issues in. You're not going to regret it. it. Must add to your pull list. Check out Batman on film YouTube for my toy reviews, McFarlane, um, Mattel, Mayfex, all that good stuff. I've got uh, interviews with Lauren Lester, Tara strong, Gray Griffin, Tony Todd, uh, Michael Uslin. If I mentioned him, I mentioned him twice. I even uh, interviewed Richard Trone for all the zaddies out there. That's uh, Batman on Film YouTube as well as Batman on Film Proper. Uh, please uh, check us out uh, over there. And, uh, you know, it's a blast doing these shows. I love talking to you guys. So for Ryan Lauer, I am Peter R. Vera. This is Straight Outta Gotham. And we will talk to you. We'll check you out later. Boo-yah. <laughs>